In a cloud where there are already too many film podcasts, you have to ask yourself, what's the harm in one more? Two ordinary men armed with unqualified opinions. Talk Filmy to Me. Hello and welcome back to Talk Filmy to Me, Season 2, Episode 2, Electric Boogaloo. Um, as you can hear in the background, I have got some cool people with me. I've got Joanne. How Hello. are you doing, pal? Well, uh, I'm, I'm doing fine. I'm COVID free, which is what you say now, isn't it? For the etiquette. <laughs> I have no symptoms. If, if I cough, it's because I'm just coughing. Fair enough. Treat us to become a new thing on dating apps of just like name, age, when was the last time you had a blood test, you know, that sort of Very stuff. Much. But so more importantly, you're safe, you're well, yeah, able I'm, to work and all that stuff. Yeah, working from home. Um, luckily, I'm able to do that. So I, don't have, I haven't really um, ventured too far. I've only recently got out a bit further. Um, seeing people is always a shock to the system. So seeing you, so, seeing you now is it's another yeah, piece to add to my arsenal over the last 15 or 16 <laughs> weeks. I I had a so I've been working thankfully you know I'm very great very uh, grateful to still be working on that sort of stuff but um been working from home for about 15 weeks now and last week uh, my wife uh, went went away with the kids uh, not in a bad way uh, she went to go see her parents because the lockdown got lifted enough for her to go to go visit her parents and I had work going on so no all right, I'll I'll stay I'll stay here and um, I realised I do not cope well without people like I, I I'm you know that whole thing about introverts and extroverts and extroverts getting like like i don't know what the word is energy from people i would not cope well on a castaway scenario like <laughs> i've got a little house plant here i've had more conversations with this house plant than i care to <laughs> does it have a name admit. now not yet not yet i didn't want to go down the cliche roof it, it's uh it's got like prince it's a symbol <laughs> it's a symbol um i thought it was plastic phrase as well anyway so what you've been doing during this lockdown have you like been taking up anything no you've been like what you've been watching um, I feel like everybody went through this weird period right at the beginning because it's funny you said about extrovert and introvert. I'm naturally introvert, but people always get surprised because obviously I do like talking, but that's normally because it's one to one or smaller groups. So it makes sense mm. um, that I do talk more then. Um, but <laughs> I kind of was fine in the beginning. It was more the anxiety of like uh, COVID became. It, I feel like the word COVID has become like this person. So it's like a, a the, the beast, uh, like Monsters Inc. style kind of thing behind the, the door. It was a bit bizarre. But I did. I started drawing again, actually. So I did. I did draw, obviously Disney, um, a lot of characters <laughs> uh, on a quest, and a few other bits and bobs. And then um, because of all the typing at home and not having a proper setup, I had to pause because my hands were like knackered after a day of intense typing <laughs> on a small keyboard. So was, oh god! I, who thought that's the kind of injury you get? And also, um, I thought it wasn't this much working out because it's just good mentally. I, I find anyway, because I used to box before. But we were saying that between watching things, you just find yourself sitting all the time. So I'd watch quite a lot of stuff, realise that there weren't any, you couldn't go to the cinema. So that I obviously spent a lot of time doing that before. And then uh, even on demand, stuff started to be slowly paced out a bit more. So there was less to watch. Yeah. So I think, That's yeah, true. exercise took its place a little bit. Yeah, I started doing that. Um, so Chris Hemsworth has a company called Center, oh, and yeah. uh, I signed up to that like basically when it started because it was just one of those things. Like, oh, cool! I'll, I'll give it a try. I, I work in digital product development. I got like a discount code to give some user testing and that sort of thing on it as well. And I, I was using it, but not that much. But during lockdown, I've been using it loads. But I can confirm that I still don't look like Chris Hemsworth when I take my shirt <laughs> off. So I think you should demand your money back. It's like, does he uh, promise that? 
No, not to be fair, he doesn't. Every now and again, there's a. I've come to this conclusion though, because these trainers are all amazing people and they're really funny. They've got great personalities, and you can read their blogs and that sort of thing. But the actual app itself shows them doing like workouts, and I've come to this conclusion: they're either superhuman or it's all a fucking fast, and they're just looping a video. Because I'll be like, right, so for forty seconds, just do this like extreme. Oh, just keep playing it. Keep like, playing. Weird. Yeah, I think they're just looping stuff around. I do not believe that you could still look that pristine after forty-five minutes of doing CrossFit-level workouts. But anyway, that's why they're in their job, I suppose. Um, so anyway, let's talk about some stuff, right? news so this um let's talk about some disney stuff off the bat we'll so start, start with disney straight out the your bat. favorite uh your, your well well who would have thought i'll speak to the disney person about disney um hercules live action remake there was some news in april i do believe and it turned out it wasn't news yeah um, All the so lies. this started live on twitter didn't it with like someone making a fan poster very yeah. similar to how they've been the casts in the past the joke about this as well is that you kind of hope once something's happened once that people don't fall for it the same way. And it happened with Lion King. It happened with Lion King. Yeah. And I was like, guys, it's literally the same template. Come on. So even when it first happened, I was just like, this is bizarre. It was also the fact there's um, Disney plus obviously has gone great guns in, in lockdown with all its additions, but with the, there's like a kind of more kids level stuff that gets dropped on there. So, you know, the family sing along, so often when you look to the names on the list, cause I made a note of them, but I was just like, when the, the people were commenting underneath, I was like, surely the fact that this directly followed the fact that people were saying um, Ariana Grande should be Meg because she sang in Family Sing Along, suddenly, suspiciously, a full-fledged cast thing appears and it was just people's wishes, yeah, which had, which had been the discussion because the Family Sing Along. So I was like, mm, there's probably signs it was fake, but I wouldn't like completely knock it. I don't even know, did Jodie Comer actually sing? Because she was down as Meg in the fake one. So apart from murdering people, got, I think I think she does actually. She's got a, like a she's a lot more. I don't know if this is the right of describing her, but she is a lot bigger than people give her credit for. She's actually been involved subtly behind the scenes in a lot of things. She's in Star she's Wars, really Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. yeah, she's really really talented, and I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if there's a pre existing relationship between her and Disney, based on the fact she has had other things and other projects whether it be small or big whether it's appearing in star wars or talking about new tv shows um, well the thing is she does accent so i was like obviously okay fine but the the weird thing about it is that obviously hercules is a grecian story and when the first uh, film came out it actually got i was gonna use a different word for it then there was a bit of a backlash not even bit like a lot in greece because they were really offended that people took something and it's similar to Hopefully like yeah, the same as Mulan when it came out in like 95, 96 and it's basically now being remade and they've completely gone right. We need to actually properly do it as the Chinese folk thing rather than softening it. Um, so Jodie Comer isn't, she's not really the vibe. Yeah. So it's a bit it's like, true. Oh. That's very true. Also, then, Jeff case, then who do you get? Well, exactly. I mean, Jeff Goldblum's Hades would be incredible though, by the way. But also I was like, surely that's okay. Cause all the gods, I mean, Hades is blue. Like in terms of, <laughs> but then I remembered about Will Smith and the genie and went, oh, maybe not. So you can let you never know. Well. But also, know. like, Danny DeVito potentially, like, hit the idea of him reprising his role, I kind of like that. Yeah. The fact I, that I didn't change as well was else. suspicious again, see. I was like, mm. So, um, Simon Pegg is pain, which, and Nick Frost is panic, was clearly someone's wish list too. 
Because that's like, yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The more you pull it apart, the more it becomes yeah. like, uh, it's obvious it's a fan cast. And Danny Tucci and is Hermes else. was a good one. I'm, I'm not even knocking them because actually it's quite a good wish list. Ian McShane as Zeus, Helen Mirren as um, Hera. Um, they're, they're all pretty good. And then obviously it's like singing voices where they were like Jennifer Hudson, Edge uh, Delmonade, uh, Kiki Palmer, Coco Jones, Amber Riley, all potential muses, which is actually one of yeah. my favourite things about the original. Hercules. That sounds like the best super. That sounds like the best super band going. To be fair, yeah. But um, the, like the kid that they were eyeing up to be Hercules, from what I saw, mm. I mean, I don't think he actually is now. I don't. Obviously, I think it's been confirmed that there's no cast announcements made yet. They, they weren't even he... far enough into it. Yeah, I was going to tell you. You talking about Noah? Um, I was getting said everyone saying you know he was in two of the boys uh, that before. I actually had a bit of a question when he was in it, and then realised how young he was. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, not... like. So, can you get that size? I mean, because sure, you're Hercules, you've got to be a big guy, right? Well, like, he's, he's a kid. Yeah, but Noah's, um, if it was him, he's bulked up massively. Because we were talking, um, my housemate and I have um, followed him since two of the boys done before because there's sequels coming out on Netflix. Uh, right, we kind I, of I made it. Is yeah. that what the kids call it? The first <laughs> That's not what kid. it is. That's <laughs> what it is. It's, it's a pure uh, industrial, industry news style interest. Stuff. I think you'll find Adam in terms of work. Uh, fine, fine. <laughs> and that's fine. what I told everyone else. Um, yeah, so basically that he's massively bulked up because um, is it Splash Gordon or whatever it was? It was basically he was rumoured to be in some other films that require him to be a lot bigger. Uh, he was big yeah, anyway. Like, but... I think he's doing a Flash Gordon, isn't he? Yeah. Or is that the animated film? I can't remember. Well, he, well, he's also been cast, is it um, Black Adam, like in uh, the DC? That was the ah, other day. Right, so okay. Quite, so he's been casting quite a bit. He was sadly also in the... Um, wasn't he not in Charlie's Angels? Like he was in a newer film where it wasn't good. So it was kind of oh, like really? hoping maybe there was, you know. It's weird because dream. The Rock played Hercules. <laughs> That's true. And you got The Rock playing Black Adam and he's being like, oh, maybe, maybe. Who Probably. knows? But um, are you, so I can't remember where we sat on the remake scale. Was this, was Her- is Hercules for you, Don't Touch, or is it you're happy to see a remake? Um, well, we went through a journey, I think, because in the space of time that I've been back, I think at first I was just like, mm, this is not sitting well for me because they weren't, they were doing well in terms of like billions of pounds. But then when you watch them, you're like, would I watch this over the original? Yeah. And like Beauty and the Beast, you wouldn't. And Aladdin, not really. And Lion King is like shot for shot the same, except David Attenborough style nature show. Um, so even then I was like, no, nah, I'll just watch the originals. Whereas <clears throat> when you look at the ones that are coming up, they have more of a twist on them. So it's like Emma Stone as Greta Deville we've got coming up. Um, Pinocchio, um, which is supposed to be darker, because um, obviously it's like the style of that's been doing the rounds for years, though, right? Yeah. I remember when Del Toro was attached. Well, I was gonna say it was, it was originally like this dark Del Toro take on it, so I think they kind of keep it on that vein. So they are different. Hercules, I suppose it would depend. It probably would have to do the same as Mulan, where they actually use it as an opportunity to make it more in line with actual, you know, the the whole Grecian thing to it, which is why I was like with the casting, it would fall a bit weird because that, that's what they've done with Mulan. They've actually cast people that are Chinese. Yeah. Um, it is weird, like you say, they've gone, especially with Mulan, they've very much gone to cultural appreciation, uh, Asian actors or Asian heritage actors, at least uh, taking these roles and removing elements that might have been seemed, you know what, we're not, we're not slagging it off, but like if we're making this movie now, we don't do those things now. And yeah, we kind of feel like a step in the wrong direction if they do just, basically just not give this yeah. job to Greek people and actually just, I don't know. I, I'm not saying it's poking fun, but it is a, there is a misappropriation there, definitely. Yeah. Um, it's probably like the jokes as well, right? Because I do really like Mushu um, and the cricket jokes in the 
uh, original Mulan. It's one of my favourite things. Are you part of the Mushu Cup movement? <laughs> well, well, then I was thinking, actually, if they did redo that, it would end up with a um, Timon and Pumbaa scenario in um, Lion King where you're like, they're constantly getting compared to who they were supposed to, you know, who did it before. And I actually quite like um, Timon in the new one. But the jokes yeah, aren't, right. that, aren't that different. <clears throat> There's like no, one or two. from the Be Our Guest thing yeah, where exactly. they don't do the hula thing. And it's like... Yeah. Was that was that literally was that just because they're trying to mix it up, or do they generally think that it might have been seemed a bit offensive in the guise of? I think it's probably a mix, right? So it's like, would people? I don't think people would naturally get that joke now, anyway. Like kids wouldn't necessarily see that, get that joke. Yeah, we just want to hear Puma just go yip yip yip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like some just some jokes are done because they land, they actually just naturally land better when you change them. But I was like, Mushu's jokes, they're not even like necessarily problematic when you watch it back because i actually really like mulan as the original but i think actually this could be a film that you could watch in isolation and still watch the original and it not be problematic because they'd be so different because this is like a martial arts epic so it's an older audience it's like the difference between a remake and a remaster of video games right to an extent um yeah you you can complete you can play i don't know final fantasy 7 remake and the original final fantasy 7 and there's obviously similarities in dna but there's lots of diversions and things like that uh, speaking about video games to be fair oh what a segue uh, <laughs> are you, did you have you ever played the uncharted games are you you're a fan uh, of them? well you we were, them? again we were talking about this um uh working things because of the whole kind of adaptation to well i have strong feelings about games being made into films because so many have been done horrendously and yep. so so badly I'm a good one. well I'm a good one. exactly i think i actually did a feature where your job where it was like the best um adaptations and i changed it to the worst adaptations because you couldn't yeah, do it. yeah, yeah. One uh, film. rampage was all right but that's just because i really didn't give a shit about the original ip i hate uh, not hate's a very very strong word i very dislike the direction they took with the resident evil movies because i'm a massive resident evil fan and the first film's okay yeah. the second film takes elements but then it literally become a uh, everyone look at my wife and it, it stopped being about the original ip and also, I've got a strong feeling about cinematic video games don't make great cinematic experiences when translated yeah. onto the screen. Tomb Raider is a prime example. That reboot Which of the game, twice fantastic. Again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're, they're doing that as well. So anyway, uh, so we sound really up on this news, is that um, in the world of COVID, obviously film productions have stopped at a lot of places. I keep hearing Jurassic World 3 has been having incidences, just call it that. But yeah. um, Tom Holland tweeted yesterday i think it was or day before and yeah, uh, just that is yeah style production you know he's going to be playing nathan drake i don't know how i feel about this anyway because like the character the age and everything just doesn't seem to well, fit with it is a bit right? odd when it's kind of mixed up i was actually like trying to look up you know like obviously there's been other kind of interpretations and versions of it and i vaguely remembered them so when i was going back i was just like oh there was like a, a there was that fan-made Nathan yeah, movie. Exactly, it? and it was, it was ringing a bell. So when I basically had looked it up yesterday and was just like, oh, yeah, that's what it was. So I guess that – but it was obviously strong enough that it stuck in my head. But, yeah, I was like, Tom Holland, I guess, is the digital of the box Spider-Man and everything like that. But he, he just looks, like, incredibly young and everything, which is always the issue. And it's a kind of unfair, I suppose, because that's how he looks. But then at the same yeah. time, I'm like – it doesn't mean in terms of other people in it though, because that's actually what I was interested in. I was having a look. I'm just looking at what I did earlier. People were saying about the other potential casting around it and whether that even fitted either. And hasn't this film gone through so many problematic yeah, it's, iterations it's, from the director? 
it's had like 10 years worth of hell um, from, I think it's had five different directors or something like that. I can't remember. I think we done a piece, we done a thing about it on the podcast ages ago about the hell this movie has gone through. And it still didn't look like it was ever, even when they kept announcing various yeah. cast members, because Mark Welberg was attached at one point. I think he's still in it, but he's no well, longer was playing his, yeah, Nathan his Drake now. And it. it's, mm. it's, but then uh, I was like, that's quite a big change. Like taking from, and also it's interesting to see Mark Wahlberg's. What the you, you're right. I was trying to remember what it <clears throat> what it was that had changed. Whereas that was the last piece of news I think I properly had engaged with with it. And then when it was mm. from Holland, I was like, so how much have you changed it that the cast has shifted? And I think I was just looking at what we written yesterday. <clears throat> seven directors were, which is insane. That was it. Uh, it was such a long period of time. And also Mark Wahlberg being okay with the fact that he was originally going to play Nathan and then now is playing the psychic. <laughs> it's just weird, isn't it? And like, yeah, I don't it's know. Like how long What's does it feel back the drag to for you to be bumped <laughs> down because you've got older as it's all, all progressed? Oh my god, that yeah, I can't think, imagine that, man. You're attached to a project for so long, you've aged out of the role and aged into like a different character within that. That's fucked up. But um, yeah. what I've been quite quite enjoying is that um, Tom Holland on social media's quite hilarious but um he was doing an interview i think with oh what's his name uh jimmy fallon i think it was him and obviously all these late night talk shows have reverted to some form of work from home format and they had yeah. tom holland on there and tom holland was basically saying look during lockdown i've been living in london with a house full of mates yeah i can't if you're in your early 20s living in a house full of mates and you got quite a bit of money you're probably having a good time right and um he was saying he got a gift from ryan reynolds and it was just a box of aviation gin and it said the card said uh, to your fate, my favorite neighborhood spider gin, love Ryan Reynolds. And um, they were talking about, oh, what's happening with film productions? And he basically said, I've got a script for Spider Man 3 and I have a script for Uncharted. They were both meant to start filming. Sony is making both of them. Yeah. So they'll decide which one goes first, but I'm ready to go with either. And I was just like, how do you prepare for one then the other and just be able to switch on a dime so he must be a really good actor to be able to well he also that. knows that he's got work to continually for a little bit so i think he's probably okay with that because this is another yeah. problem genuinely industry-wise isn't it like suddenly everybody was not just actors but like everyone that's on a film is out of work mm. which is not good in terms of longevity of uh industry and how it looks yeah i know but we've got gal gadot singing imagine oh, to everyone so that's gonna solve everyone's problems I just, I can't <laughs> with that. Please stop. <laughs> when that came out i was like what is this why is this in my screen who what thought this was a, that was a good idea i mean not to not to, to slag off people's intentions but people are dying around the world and you're singing one at me. third of americans failed to make housing payments last month and Gal Gadot's in her mansion singing Imagine. And I know it comes from a really good place, but, um, yeah, like... It was overly sincere, though, as well. It made me uncomfortable. Yeah. You know when you start seeing people singing in a certain way where you're like, please stop, you're intently staring at me. Down you're not actually a singer as well. Like You're yeah. a very talented person because by virtue of being an actor, chances are you're very talented in a multifaceted of things. But, uh, yeah, and then like it would switch to people who were so deadpan. Like, I thought it was a joke, like deadpan serious staring at the camera. <laughs> And you're thinking, oh, there's nothing more that removes you from your privilege than showing your privilege and singing to all us peasants on social media. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to we're, we're not going to mind <laughs> it that did too give much. It's all a wonderful view of all their homes, though, which is always, you know, you know, the Amazing, right? about the story. So yeah, it's like, oh, got, what a nice got, house. 
we've got broken wrists from all these horrible rooms that we have to work in while we're, away. we're actually i don't know if you notice in the background do you watch uh daredevil i, I was wondering uh, because i could only see the edge edge when you were moving oh, ahead and now i'm like okay i mean that's uh, not my... i don't i think you could have gone bigger to be honest i think you need I to could have, I... <laughs> so yeah because because visual during podcast works amazing i'm in my uh man cave slash office and um one a present my wife got me uh, a couple of years ago was uh, we were watching Daredevil season one, and there's a scene where Cottonmouth uh, famously like announces himself as being the big bad guy, and behind him is a picture of Biggie Smalls, and it's it's an iconic picture. Uh, I like a bit of Biggie. You know, that's like a bit of Biggie. And um, I just remember saying, well, as we were watching, that's a fucking dope picture. And my wife remembered that, and then when I finished decorating <laughs> my man cave, she pulled this out as a surprise. And every now and again, if I'm on a Zoom call, I'll position my hair just right so it looks like I've got the crown on my head. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's a really long-winded way of saying it's a, it's a picture. Um, so Uncharted, it has happened. We've also, there's other films that have obviously kicked off production as well. We saw Bruce Dallas Howard was talking about Jurassic Injured World itself. Dominion. Yeah. Injured herself. Fucking hell, those bruises are insane. I know. I, I was going to say, again, is a, the visual element to it, but I would recommend anyone would go away and look at it. Because I was kind of like, how on earth? The thing was the day before, was it? It was the day before, I think, where she was talking about, like, throwback. Oh, I'm having a great time filming um, with Chris Pratt. And then suddenly it was just like, and now I'm extensively bruised. <laughs> what the hell happened between these two scenarios? Well, it does lead like a really interesting point, right? Is that at the moment, um, I do believe, I don't know the actual facts behind this. This is just from what I've read and internet. So chances are there's some truth, but probably not much in it. Is that when they resumed filming, there was very strict uh, things put in place for COVID of you had to be tested a certain amount of times, you had to isolate for a certain period of time. But unfortunately with Jurassic World Dominion, they just keep having to shut it down because unfortunately it's spreading amongst the the, not the cast, but definitely the staff. And this has been happening in loads of productions. This happened with the Batman to the point where yeah. Warner Brothers literally said, this fuck way. it, we ain't doing live locations anymore. We're going to build a set and that is it. It might change the storyline. Like no one knows. No one's confirming either way. But um, I suppose this leads back to like the more bigger thing. And, you know, you're actually a film journalist. <laughs> do you think that... Um, do we? Do you think we're going to get new films? Or is it literally your case until a vaccine's actually up and running... Yeah, it feels like a lot of. I think it's difficult and complicated because even if I think there was a a lot of discussion, like not even that long ago, about Mulan coming out at at the I was going to say original, but it's not even the original date, the July second date they moved, well third date you moved to. Um, sort of moved uh, Independence Day weekend, weren't they? Yeah, so they were still aiming for that, and the whole discussion was, oh, look, cinemas are starting to reopen. Obviously, Cineworld's reopened, which is annoying because I have an unlimited card, and then it started back up now. Um, but a lot of it's like independent films, and like film. There's, there are films slated. When we're saying about cinema, we're talking about these big blockbusters that do require people actually going to various locations and flying. Yeah, they need and to rank in di- five, six hundred million. Exactly. So it's kind of like this, I suppose Disney, again, to, to come back to it, is kind of a key example in a lot of the analysts are saying it's kind of this unknown quantity because they do need to keep making decisions based on different things. One is America's had does not have COVID under wraps, like nowhere near. Like we, we were bad compared to everyone else, but America's atrocious at the moment. And they need to lead in terms of cinema because it's first and foremost, it's sort of like a Hollywood market, right? So until that's under wraps, people aren't going to go back to cinemas in the US and it's never going to pay. So they could start production, they could start filming, but you need to keep it as close as possible to release in this case because you're going to lose so much money. It's like a vacuum. So yeah, like you gave the example of Tom Holland. 
Sony hasn't really picked up most of their stuff yet. Warner Brothers, there's loads of the studios are just like, we're just going to wait. And then there's maybe one film here and there where they seem to be tentatively tr- saying, okay, we're going to try and go back. And you've given yeah. an example of Jurassic, um, Jurassic World, like the third film where they're talking about it. But you kind of see people going, yay, we're back filming. And the next thing you know, it's stopped. So mm. I'm waiting for a film that's consistently able to come back and finish and sign it all off. I think there's a couple that were really near finishing. So was um, Simon Pegg was on, like, I think it was like the one show or something the other day where Mission Impossible, yeah. was he was due to start filming. And he was just like, we only had like this bit left and this bit. And it closed down because he couldn't fly. And so he was like, oh, hopefully I'm kind of waiting now to just film those last bits. So maybe we'll be in a scenario where the cinemas reopen enough. But they've got no inventory to stop yeah. it with. And so it's like, what do you do in that scenario? Actually, Cineworld has to kind of on that topic. Cineworld um, has said what they're, they're kind of trying to pair up with festivals. So that it's like the the ones that actually were ready but would be in the future. So like the Sundance Film Festival is pairing up with Cineworld um, to give discounts oh, to wow. people. Yeah, so that you can see. So they've started. There's after I've got it. Um, got it somewhere here. But they've said what films are actually are slated. So there are obviously some that are going to come out. It's just not the ones maybe, you know, the big hitters mm-hmm. like Mulan. <laughs> Mu- well, Mulan, Black Widow, all of that could potentially move again to 2021. Bond potentially now might move to 2021 as well. Oh, my God, you're right. It's Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird to think about what the world really looks like. And I think no one's telling – I think no one's got the balls to go up to Christopher Nolan and tell him because it literally seems to be every oh, yeah. week he'll go – it's coming out. Terrence coming out. I'm going to save cinema, people. Don't worry. Yeah. It's going to be fine. It's done. It's in the can. Time's a construct to me anyway. So, um, and He's living in inception, that's what it is. Well, yeah, exactly right. And I think no one's told him that the bottle top actually fell over and COVID killed it. So I, I, I find it very hard to believe that a studio would allow an investment that was, like you say, three $400 million with the hope of it grossing nearly double that to release it now yes there's that kind of crusty the clown logic of i'll have 100 percent of the audience i'll launch it now but yeah. it's if the places are open that are going to do it and do it safely and i don't know um but also we're going to have this horrible i don't know it's, it's going to be great terrible good and a great uh, terrible time to be reporting on any sort of stuff because it's going to be like a famine right now but then it's going to be a feast in 2021 the funny thing is that um, so we were talking about the upcoming Disney slate and the fact that they actually did announce like loads of the films and like Fox films then fall into that. Um, they didn't say it was like definite that, that that they wouldn't change again. But obviously Mulan's changed in that space of time. Black Widow shifted. Um, it's all sitting around like later in the year, quite really heavy towards Christmas. But there was Christmas films slated anyway. So it's like what happens to the films that there? But 2021 has been currently make it like they've kind of treated it like this dumping ground where you push and push and push it back. But there was films slated for 2021 that were already on track. So where are they going? So Little Mermaid was stupid. November. Mutant gets pushed back oh again. God, don't! Oh, the old like, mutant. Like the old age. Yeah. yeah exactly, talking about right? Mark Wahlberg, Maisie Williams <laughs> in a Zimmer frame coming out for New Mutants. So. Yeah, she'll be like, "It's been eighty years." <laughs> like the Titanic ending. But yeah, I was like, "Oh, New Mutants is a whole different ball game." Where you're just like, seriously, this film just needs to come out, not because I'm in anticipation of what the hell it's going to be, but because I'm so sick of seeing it on the, on the roster and hearing about it and people oh, talking about it. Is, yeah, but I'm we like, do have a trailer now, so 
very true very true and uh, i can't help but get stranger things vibes off it maybe just because there's quite a bit of the cast from stranger things popping mm -hmm. up looking at stuff scarily down a weird corridor and um again macy williams looks so young in that trailer and she's obviously grown up a bit since then as well so it's kind of weird i think look we know x-men for better or worse under fox is now over and it will be the disney you know path forward and this will just be that last nail in the coffin of these are the x-men stories that we used to tell and there will be x-men stories i was i went down a rabbit hole on youtube the other day and um, someone was talking about the eternals and this guy yeah. put together like a 25 minute video explaining how they could use the eternals as a jumping off point to actually make the x-men happen in the mcu and you read the description you go, now nah, that's bullshit but then 20 minutes later i'm like maybe i'm just susceptible to cults but i was like that's a great theory <laughs> I agree. that guy be working for marvel <laughs> um yeah i don't know i feel x-men uh, the other thing is not everything in a universe needs to work at the same time it's one of my problems with marvel actually um like i know like in terms of box office numbers and all the films and the roster it's kind of like on uh, it has a better kind of culture around it than DC at the moment. Obviously DC is at a different stage now because we've got like, and we've got some of these um, newer films coming up that, you know, like Shazam and things like that, that have done better. Um, but it's a different feeling to it. And so DC had to do that. And it went through it where it was like, right, that was too dark. There's a Snyder cut, which is coming to HBO. We're, we're kind of putting to bed some of these things now and we can kind of move on. Whereas Marvel hasn't ever had to really do that. It kind of grew and grew from Iron Man. And no one ever questioned about that X-Men wasn't linked or Deadpool because it was with Fox. It kind of just made sense. They were higher rated films in terms of like a more adult audience. With X-Men, I'm, I'm more like it's the TV question for me again. Because you know like the classic, you say about YouTube, there's a rabbit hole I continually fall down, which is the classic theme song to the older uh, series. It's one of the best. And they're all on this. I'd love to know the numbers for how many people have watched that TV show on Disney+. Plus. I don't That's have Disney+, Plus read any numbers, but I'm, I'm sure... No. thousands if not millions of but people will discover i'll just play the theme tune that's it it's when it's like -na -na -na, and then you're off straight away and i'm like you're right give me this give me no. this quality x-men content instead of all this the crap you've been giving me for years and um, yeah, exactly. so, yeah it's basically like reset you can't reset it's men because they keep doing that so it's just like clear your slate and if you want to have it in the mc why can't you just like weave it in like you try and weave it in properly Narratively now yeah yeah, yeah. We should have, this guy's fear i'll share it with you afterwards if you've got a spare <laughs> like 20 minutes to be indoctrinated um but uh yeah it's, it's it'll be interesting to see where they go but I, not everything has to be oh secretly captain marvel was in the background all along there was old jimmy somehow was on captain america is now his biggest enemy going forward like how there's kind of an ongoing joke at the moment it feels like anyway that literally everything has to be six degrees of separation from tony stark like yeah, next it'll be like his, his golf caddy turned out to be mysterio you know it'll be fucking stupid i mean that, um, I, that sounds like a spit-off series to me i don't know well, there we go. get it. ben kingsley involved we're sorted <laughs> Um, so you mentioned Bond earlier, and mm. that's going to be interesting about the fo the, the hunt for Bond. Um, but I think I need to go no further than Henry Cavill. I was going to say basically you, you say that, but that's that's not. I, I know that you want to talk about Henry. Your stat, your I can see the, the smile that was building <laughs> in your face when you went to say his name there. That was like you lit up, Adam, <laughs> ready to go. But, well, he 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 can build a PC. I thought that was pretty cool. I know we all know that the game. <laughs> Yeah, well, more importantly, he was trending worldwide 
for nearly 24 hours because the dude built a PC. Now, if that isn't money to make your James Bond, I don't know what is. It's not just that, though, is it? It was like there was a great line in a... I can't remember where I saw it. It was like a, an, one of the articles on it, and it made me laugh, where they just fully went, we, we can't say anything about this. Basically, just look at his caption because he knows he's a thirst trap. And the problem sometimes with some of the things he says is like, can you have a little bit of like an ego check where you fully embrace it and go... Um, you know, I don't know, man. I'd like. I think if I was in his shape, I'd be exact. I think any any human being who inherits the body, he's basically Billy Matt's bad sort of his nose. He has the body of a god, and he can basically go, "Oh fuck it, I got biceps that could crush a house." I'm it going does, to show them. Not to to rain on that parade though, but do you not wonder how his heart is keeping up with like running this body? Because that must be a lot of strain. <laughs> Is it, cause it well, is you're, you're probably going to be closer to the man than I ever will be. So <laughs> next time you're at a thing where he's there, I dare you at, okay. as a question, just to be like, I don't want to talk about Bond. I don't want to talk about... Superman. Are you okay? Have, <laughs> yeah. you, have you had an ECG recently? I was trying to find what the caption was on it, just because I don't want to get well. Oh, that's it, where he's like, all the parts, this kind of material isn't for everyone. Viewer discretion is advised. And as soon as I read that, I was like, the, the, the ego level is insane. But also, oh, I was so kind I of that, that he did actually do it. Bad. I suspect that this is a massive nerd, and it's just like this is most not the of the comments underneath. Oh yeah, it's going to be yeah, mums <laughs> at home, like no, not just mums. But, but it was like most people were like, "This is full like embracing the fact that he knows why people will watch this, as opposed to why he actually did it." If you see what I mean? And there's one shot where he's basically like fiddling with a piece, and it looks like he's doing something else, and he looks at the camera. Yeah, <laughs> he knows. He knows. This is the hey, don't, don't hate the player, man. Like fair play to him. <laughs> And uh, I, although I'm starting to, to to buy into this a little bit more, that a lot of people say that there's a fine line between smugness mm-hmm. and like being confident. And maybe there are times that his character portrayals more go towards the smugness, like Man from Uncle. Like I was about to say, Man from Uncle is the example where actually I ended up going the other way in terms of him being bond or not because obviously that started like a bit of the conversation it's the person, weren't it? yeah but then i was like oh actually it turned me off the idea because i think it was that it was a bit too much the other way to what i would see as bond like i like in terms of the last few people that have played him i think there's a certain vibe to bond genuinely and they ha- and also phoebe waller bridge is um like the script doctor for this right so she's already yeah. tidying him up in terms of some of the issues we'd have in terms of um I'd like to see Henry Golden do it. Oh, really? Complete left field, Other, I think. Yeah, He's got a really posh voice. <laughs> He's got, you could tell he'd done the BBC travel show thing before yeah. he became an actor. And uh, I've like everything I've seen him, apart from last Christmas, I thought it was very good in that. But no one was good in that, to be fair. That was a terrible um, film. We've talked about this. We, we should go yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, I was going to say, interestingly, we've, I, I actually have people's favourites for this because, um, obviously, well, I, I don't, didn't actually say this in this, but I, I do work for the Radio Times, and we did a poll. There was like 80,000 people that actually voted in it for the next oh, James Bond. And it, is it just, just UK or international? Isn't it's a, like it was open for anyone to take part in scenario of the, the people are wrong. <laughs> no, the Dobrex are here, but basically in it, um, the well, could you guess who people mostly wanted? Uh, probably Idris Elba. Um, that's always a safe bet to put down in a list. Um, no, but we also did an interview with him, um, which is out tomorrow, which where he talks about Bond and the. Oh really? Yeah. There you Dropping go. I'm not. I'm not deliberately um, plugging work-related oh, things. Away, dude. But it good. is relevant. Um, yeah, it's our big interview for the weekend. Is one of them is um, for the magazine, and it's Idris Elba, and in it he talks about Black Lives Matter and some of the things around it. 
and he talks about Bond and how um, like it's flattering to be put with the roles, but he talks about systemic racism and how it doesn't. You can't just put someone in a role that's already been a white role. Don't just say it's which I right. which I actually agree with. Where I'm like, it's not about just switching a role from before. You should just have those characters, which I've said on this before. Anyway, um, the top was uh, I would say his surname wrong, but the um, guy from um, Outlander, um, Sam Hoonan. Yeah, you know, oh, okay. so he came top again you can question why <laughs> that was the case i think there's another case of first trap that plays into that because common mm-hmm. he comes up a lot in terms of um you know female favorites for things but he was top for it so tom hardy was also in there he placed around that as well um no, yeah and it, well he was on the original kind of wish list people had example. for it yeah exactly um, the, the I thing was that Hugh Jackman was originally one of the people lined up to be Bond. I was going to uh, say that, the, yeah, and so, well, so was um, Henry Cavill. He auditioned. Really? Yeah. Wow. He, talk, he talked about it in like a interview last year, I think, where he was saying like uh, there was a, a bank of people that have obviously grown in their career since then, and they were like, we all auditioned for this and didn't get it, and so the Outlander star, um, Henry Cavill, and things like they all actually have auditioned before. There's there's like a line of actors which you think you know what I you'll probably audition but you'll never get it and maybe he was in that bracket then like, I think like, it was um, early days for him and he was a bit like yeah. I didn't expect people to um, like actually you know but yeah who else was in who was the top five that's curiosity. what I'm just I was just bringing it up when you were saying I was like stalling right. there so I can <laughs> stall, stall, stall. <laughs> um, yeah Tom Hardy got fourteen percent of the vote and um, third place with eleven percent was uh, your man Henry. Uh, Idris Elba got ten percent. Tom Hiddleston five percent. So that was the top five. Hiddleston would be good, actually. I could see mm. Hiddleston doing it. Um, but then it, I don't know. Like uh, he's Loki, and I don't want to see. It. I want him to do Loki. I know. Shit. I thought that the the, yeah. bot- the bottom five. So I always find it interesting. The top five generally, I'm like, okay, I'm not too surprised. They kind of move around quite a lot. It's always the ones underneath it. You're like, ah. So like Richard Madden's name has been attached to it for a while because of Bodyguard. Like you can see why people. It's like dry run and then michael fassbender um aiden turner I watch him do anything but he's too old aiden turner who is currently filming something different anyway and looks completely different so maybe if you saw him now you would um say him um Hillian murphy from p blinders and james norton so that was the top 10 Hillian murphy, he's got a weird face though isn't he <laughs> imagine him clean shaven with the suit on he, he'll probably make a really good bond villain well, I was going to say, actually, um, his vibe is more like, you know, Batman slash Bond villain. And also that's who he, he generally has played. So it's just like, actually, yeah. he, he falls on the other side more. James Norton. Like, maybe someone that at first you go, fuck no. And then you actually think, like, I don't know, Charlie Han- uh, Hannum, uh, the guy from Sons of Anarchy. He's British. I think, actually, he was another <laughs> one that came up, um, not in the top 10 for this, but he, his name has been, um, like, attached to it before where people said. The problem with this is that, you know when they did the live um, video stream with them, where they were announcing like this is the name, this is like where we're at with it. Oh my god! Like, they 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 flew a bunch. I know of journalists it was insane. Um, like, I, I, I wish I, I, I went and done it, and I was just like, "How are you fuckers? Like you're literally been flown to Jamaica just to sit in an audience for them to say this is the, this name. Is the film title." Yeah, and we have no other information right now. Please oh, just if you're right, I'll come back. <laughs> it's insane. I mean. Yes, okay, it's his last one, it's the last hurrah, it's Bond 25, all that shit, but 
Jamaica. <laughs> Fly everyone out there. Anyway, that's a bit too inside baseball. But um, anyway, I suppose <laughs> the reason why I brought that up was just to say that he built a PC and that brought a load of notoriety. And okay. you, you ended up talking about Bond, so it's fine. All good, all good. I'll tell you someone that I'd like to talk about, though, for a minute, is uh, Keanu Reeves. Um, obviously, he's got... He's 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 gone through. The, I don't know what the 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 nickname will be. His renaissance of his career, where he survived his career long enough to be valued. I'm sure Nicholas Cage will have something similar very soon as well. And um, I stand at the church of, of Cage. <laughs> but uh, we got obviously John Wick three four sorry in the works at the moment. Bill and Ted face the music coming out very very soon. And uh, recently with HBO Max acquiring or uh, reacquiring properties to bring onto their streaming service. Obviously you mentioned the Snyder cut. There's rumors of a green lantern thing being made at the moment. There's loads of different TV shows being announced left, right and center. There is an appetite and Keanu Reeves is doing that little thing of leaving breadcrumbs in interviews that he might reprise his role as John Constantine. I want to hear your thoughts on that. It was interesting though, because wasn't it like, I think it might be the producer whose name escapes me, but he did a, there was like quotes from him that were doing the rounds, not even like a couple of days ago, I think it was, where he was talking about this, but talking about it in the sense that they already had like a plan outlined for a sequel after the first film. So it's there in some iteration. He was saying like it gets more complicated as time went on because the DC universe started building and obviously there's that link there. I, I I'm always confused in terms of like okay so you have to take a step back and go the Arrowverse like the TV shows DC have proved a point about how powerful having that kind of universe means you can't do some things so like Marvel has that link with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and it has like some TV show we, we mentioned X-Men like that was squashed in the sense that as soon as it was you know bought by Disney and everything gets complicated it's like right this is ours now so we own everything with DC it's still a bit fragmented in that sense in that they don't they do have tv shows running at the same time that can't they can't cross over it's like flash yeah. runs as a tv show and never the twain shall meet with the films until they did do the cameo deliberately to like try and go we're going to create the most like universe that was like a one-off thing right exactly. thing. and as Miller then decided to go choke a woman so who knows if we'll see him again uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah xa on the choker like, yeah, okay, legally uh <laughs> disclaiming <laughs> the scenario before we get in trouble but was, but i was like actually you're right it's basically because it is more complicated he was saying it as if oh this actually leaves it open as an avenue to bring it in but because of Shazam and because of all the different new kind of things they're doing. And I was like, okay, maybe he might be right. But actually, because of the fact that they've got Wonder Woman uh, 1984, still stupid title, um, and some of the other ones coming up, I don't know if it makes it less likely because they're, they're so busy trying to fix the building blocks of the superhero films that if you start bringing others in, it feels a bit rocky. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And Unless it's Joker. That I, was my example. Yeah, that's, that's a one-off sidestep thing, but... Constantine was not made, although it's based on a comic book character, my interpretation, thank you for attending my TED Talk, I do not call it a superhero movie because it was made in the guise of a Hollywood blockbuster that just happened to take source material from John Constantine, the comic book character, and adapts that to be Keanu Reeves. You look at a Constantine poster and you do not say that is John Constantine, you say that's Keanu Reeves. His hair is different. He doesn't bother with the accent. I can't even remember if they even say he's English or not. I don't think they do. Well, it doesn't and even the, play into the same um, kind of type. It doesn't play the whole magic it? thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And not even the outfit's really the same. 
he wears a white shirt. That's pretty much as much similarities to the character has. As a film, as a Keanu Reeves film, I like it. As an adaptation of comic book material, knowing what the comic book material is now, you've done a bit of a shit job. Yeah. And people would prefer, I think now, with a movie-going audience, which are much used to either reading the books themselves or suspending disbelief that you can tell me a big purple man is the bad guy and I'll have emotional feelings about that. Could you do that? Could you take that Keanu movie and make the sequel that it may could be? Probably not. So it's a tough one. It wasn't such a good actor playing it that had such, I don't know, goodwill with people. No one would be crying for the sequel anyway. But mm. um, yeah, yeah, I don't it, know. It is a bit of an ar- it's a weird archive one because that's like 2005, right? So it actually does feel like quite a long time because I was like, when was that actually out? And then it is, it's far too long. I, I was working on Blockbuster when it came out and I put it on. <laughs> in there because yeah in blockbuster those exist kids and um you want to know what they were that was the thing that netflix killed um so i worked in a a netflix not netflix sorry a blockbuster store and during your break well you're allowed to put on films in the background of the store while you're working i put constantine on and i remember i got in trouble because like is that okay (laughs) yeah yeah no and then all of a sudden there was rules brought in in that store of it has to be pg or less um but, uh, that's, that's not that definitely, definitely limits you but yeah i don't know obviously there's constantine again in the arrowverse in the tv series and he actually is more aligned with the comic book character so there is someone out there and one of the campaigns that was last year year before Matt Ryan, yeah and they people yeah, wanted him to have a series. Kind of yeah you have you have like things like lucifer i suppose that again is like not quite there but people have a good will to i think tv actually people are more likely to allow certain things like that than they are on film at the moment um, yeah i agree and that guy has been embodying that role for quite a bit of time now where there's probably dare i say it more people out there that would recognize that meg ryan and that's my point right meg, Matt ryan, <laughs> name, sorry, meg ryan meg ryan is constituted you heard it here first is your new adaptation yeah i've watched that film get harrison ford involved i don't know how well. how willing you should be uh to do that or how, how grumpy you should be based on it <laughs> But my point is, if you saw a picture of him in the get-up, you wouldn't turn around and say, that's Matt, not Meg Ryan. You'd say, that's John Constantine. And I think a lot of people probably affiliate more with that. He also has the voice on the animated yeah. version of yeah. John Constantine. And he's well, English, so. like you said. It actually is more aligned in the sense that the whole persona of it is like it is kind of more like for like. I suppose as well, like Keanu Reeves doesn't really need to. There's, yeah, he's got enough. He's, he's got, got enough, enough going, on. going on, and it's like Bill and Ted Three is coming out, which again is he's already nostalgia trip. I the, think you bring us back, Johnny. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> just like here's my list of all your uh, previous movies. The the, the whole thing around Keanu Reeves is odd anyway because he kind of like fully embraces it, and I and you know I'm here for that. He was great in Toy Story, which is obviously a newer role. <laughs> he was a, that was great, Incredible. but in the same time, I'm kind of like you don't want just constantly to resurrect older roles, and you kind of do. I'm guessing you kind of want newer stuff as an actor too. And when you've got things like Bill and Ted and all these others, and like John Wick has been going on for a while as well. Constantine, the look of it is actually very similar to John Wick's as well. So you'd end up echoing your, you just become a bit of a Keanu Reeves vacuum of roles. I I have a feeling that with John Wick, now this is just my interpretation of the material thus far, I have a feeling they're going to go really fucking out there with John Wick going forward. It just gets darker Um, and more intense every time you see it. And like, I don't know, I'm never, like, they literally, like, they'll say, 
oh, we called him the devil child in the first movie as like a thing. It turns out he actually is the son of the devil and they'll do some, they'll end up going more towards that. But maybe we don't, maybe fan service is too much sometimes, right? So at the moment, there is a massive, especially with Old Guard doing so well. And we all know Sharice Bronze incredible from films like atomic blonde and stuff like that but there's this big calling for her to be cast in a john wick movie because everyone wants that right and they yeah. want that that sound paper great but the whole point of seeing films is that they tell us stuff we didn't know we wanted and maybe playing it safe and going back to old grounds as you said like maybe as an actor and maybe as an audience like for example if if endgame and i always bring back to marvel but if endgame <laughs> was written by fans we would never have gotten Captain America wielding Milnir, right? Yeah. It's you, know, in, like stuff it's, you need to be. Yeah. Actually, again, and this case in point that you said about Marvel, me always bring it back to Disney. I actually find um, the documentary series on Disney are actually perfect for teaching you this lesson because I was watching some of the ones from like early animation and the kind of things I know, but they did that into the, uh, well, we, we interviewed the director for Frozen 2, Chris Buck, and Jennifer Lee's now head of the like animation studio. They both together directed Frozen and there was a gap and they did Frozen 2. And a lot of the assumptions or like the way it's a perfect example of like fan, fans wanting one thing. So they were like, we want Elsa to um, have a relationship with one of these other female characters. We want this. We want that. And it's they were slowly like trying to decide what Frozen 2 should look like. The documentary mm. Into the Unknown is fascinating because A, she talks about how they come up with the idea, like outside of what everybody wants what kind is the best thing for the character, all these different things that play into it. And it's less about, you know, the big names like Kristen Bell and things and how like small things make them make decisions. So like Kristen Bell has um, depression. They were talking about how on a phone call with Jennifer Lee, she mentions like her kind of, I guess, AA kind of mantra to herself is um, do the next right thing to get out of bed, like do my teeth, get my kids. And the song is like the next right thing. And it's such a dark song in terms of when you actually read the lyrics for it. Also, Chris yeah. Buck's um, son at the end of Frozen 1 died. He basically had just recovered from cancer. It's, it's really savage. He basically had cancer, and they were, it was as they were finishing Frozen. Um, and he was really proud of his dad. He put it, It's all over his social media. He's a, a musician as well. He released music. And then um, he was his car basically broke down, and he got hit twice by two different cars, and he died, even though he just found out he was free of cancer. And so we talked to Chris Buck about it, and he was like, I was being told how amazing Frozen was and how great it was, but then someone would follow up with, I'm really sorry about your son. So like, well done, but I'm really sorry about this. And yeah, yeah at the Oscars, they refer to this guy, Ryder Buck, who's his son. So he said, that's why it took so long for Frozen 2. But actually, there's loads of things from his own experience that then inform his decisions. So there's a character, Ryder, in Frozen 2, whose name is oh, from his son. God. So you would like, so when people were trying to make all this guesswork, like who is this character, who is this, and they come up with their own, I want it to be this, and then you watch it and go, oh, actually, it's kind of, it is everybody's movie, but these people know what they're doing, and you kind of sometimes people get it wrong, but also you kind of have to trust the changes, and also just how, when you realize how t- things can change at the last minute, but they actually end up being perfect because they've gone through this hard process. Whereas something yeah. like that, you kind of go, oh, actually, that makes sense. Right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like um, not to go down a rabbit hole, and I'm, I'm afraid that you'll you'll call me out in any Disney credentials <laughs> on this. But the story of Toy Story Two, right? The journey that film made from like this was a shit 
version to actually we've made something pretty good and we've done i i don't hold it as one of the better ones out of the toy story movies just my opinion but that song um when she loved me is beautiful like i'm a 34 34 year old straight white man yeah i'm fucking i i found ways to to connect with that song and you know that process they went through to make that movie meant that they made something really beautiful or parts that were beautiful anyway yeah and yeah, I mean, that's a good example. It impacts that sort of stuff. I'm pretty sure in HBO's Snyder Cut, there'll be a new enemy called Fanboy. And um... yeah, well, I think actually maybe Snyder Cut is the next example where I'm like perfectly fine if it turns out to be um, a better version or whatever. But I don't know. Sometimes you can keep asking things. I think as you get, maybe it's like my age, but I'm just like, as you get older, you kind of go, did I want that? And I think you realize there's examples of it where I think. And this is such a teenage thing to say. But like when I was younger, you kind of have like couples you like in shows and films, right? And you can't see it. The one I always use as an example, my brother would laugh at me because he's just like, you're such a fangirl, um, Scully and Mulder, and how long they prolonged that through the series. And I was like, just give me this, stop it. And then you were like... Shipping them. You were shipping them before it was a thing. Basically, I was like, just make it happen. But, but by the time you actually get to it, you're like, oh, they knew what they were doing because it would have completely ruined it if you did it before. And I feel like Snyder Cut is like, be careful what you wish for because now all this stuff has come out about the other relationships and, the, and again, legally not going to go there. But yeah, it's, it's I, I, like Ray Fisher, basically. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden it makes sense. Like there's so many shots in that film where you go, that don't make like, why is there an R shot? Why is why is all of a sudden this become a Benny Hill movie, and Ezra Miller is all of a sudden motorboating Wonder Woman for a second? Like this isn't really in tune to. Did it add in? Like I've got, I'm not going to be one of those guys that says, "Oh, you shouldn't have any of that sort of stuff." Does it make sense to the story? Does it add something? No, yeah. of course it didn't. Yeah, and then you kind of then, like, we'll see what it depends what the difference is though because people have I think where I'm going with the like fan it's the kind of like a weird version of fan service because it's like that's not why they're asking. Right, why did yeah. Right. yeah, it's like why are you asking for it? Because it's because you think that Snyder was the majority of them are like I think he deserves to have his version and it's like it's a bit more complicated than that. But then now all this other stuff's come out. I'm like, okay, this is more problematic than the original idea was as in when there's other reasons that are play and also the example you give where there's like gratuitous shots of things that's like a symptomatic problem not just across like um things from graphic novels or like superheroes it's just like why is this in here like do we need this and we've seen that with you know like the raising of films or cancel culture where apparently Gal refused to do those scenes good. so it's a body double good but then you should I mean, yeah, uh, uh, it, they should not have it is probably also my view which is like don't go and get someone to something that makes people believe it's her because she asked you not to so yeah that's very true that's very true and also for like the stunt double as well like oh what's your scene well i was basically her ass when they <laughs> shot up like, which was climbing up something so proud oh, yeah so proud so proud how do you apply for that sort of job like do you just send well, shots of your ass to I'm, I'm sure <laughs> I'm guessing. it's getting uh yeah it's getting into the realms of legalities there but um <laughs> Okay, cool. So let's just wrap it up um, with with some news. Is that uh, another trailer drop for a Netflix original with Jamie Foxx in? Uh, I think it's called The Power Project. Yeah. Um, what the hell is this film about? <laughs> it's a pill. You say what the hell is it about? Have you not heard this story? Like in so many iterations recently, I'm like, I'm done now. 
because essentially it's like right there's this pill you take it and you get superpowers and on the face of it i was like i'm sure they're going to do it differently but um again go, yeah, going right well you know that Stephen Amell and Robbie Amell did their um uh what's it called Sensei? Yes. Uh, so no, no, no. The they they got picked up by Netflix, and now it's completely gone out of my head. It begins with C. But basically, they did this film as their own project, and it was kind of like crowdfunded by fans. And essentially, in that, it's the same thing where some people have powers, and then it's like this bad thing, and then he he finds ways of making he gets into this crime circuit. But it was like the same story keeps appearing where it's kind of like underground. Yeah, it has to be some crime element, and then there's powers attached to it. And I'm just like, can we? I don't understand why we need this so much. There must be another way we can tell this story now where we don't have to have some kind of that version of the story. Except I like them, so then I'm clearly going to watch it anyway. I've got to watch it, yeah, of course. Yeah. But um, he's also he's also been getting in shape, hasn't he? Because he's going to be playing Mike Tyson in a biopic. Yeah, that was also insane um, show, when he showed off uh, how much he's gained. I suppose if you're going to try and bulk up and not, like, it gives you something to do in lockdown. <laughs> It's like I'm Yeah, very true, very true. I mean, that film's going to be problematic, surely. Yeah, there was a massive discussion when he did say about um, how he'd been preparing for it and stuff, where people started discussing what actually the kind of story and how they approach it. Yeah, like, do you go warts and all, and then, or do you completely ignore that stuff? And I don't know what's worse, you know? Like, I don't know where there's a, wor- a world where this film comes out and everyone just goes, well done, Jamie. Hold it off there, pal. Mike Tyson's story. I really need to know what happened outside of the ring. I thought you really did make him look good. Good job. Like, no but one's this, going. This is the attachment, though, isn't it? And again, it's not like a like like comparison. But you have like Will Smith in terms of Ali and stuff like that, and that's like the older style of how he approached the biopic. Will Smith wasn't like Ali wasn't was. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying yeah. Ali was great outside the ring, but it's not as Mike Tyson went to prison for certain things, right? And well, uh, it's who you choose is kind of a point. So it's like in terms of like again, not the same, but. With um, the Queen biopic, like Bohemian Rhapsody, and they were just like, they did change things in it because what are you trying to do with it? It's like, are you trying to change history or are you trying to put a different spin on it? The reason why I use the example, even though it's not like for like Bohemian Rhapsody, oh, you mean. well, Bohemian Rhapsody had Queen fully involved in that project. So when you were getting and it, it a love yeah. letter to ready rather than the truth i think rocket man does it best right rocket man acknowledges this is a story this is a this is a complete dramatization and it's nothing like my real life or it might have been but you'll never fucking know like it's being portrayed as such where bohemian rhapsody was sold as a biopic and it's and it kind of is but it's it's not very like mental things though and then you're like "Mm, it's still an issue and also yeah maybe rocket man's better but then you also go uh, people enough people google is it a true story for me to still be slightly concerned that they don't realize there's all this other stuff in terms of elton john that isn't even touched on it and again then you probably question what the purpose of a a biopic is right but what is the point Mm. is is it to tell a story like uh, that's truthfully a representation of person's life which is impossible if you think about how many versions of like Winston Churchill's story there are and they pick very specific moments for this precise reason so maybe with Mike Tyson we're going to ignore all those other bits and it'd be a isolated it's literally fight. going to be set in a ring for one fight and we'll be like look well something happened before and something happened after but it's just going to be during this period of time then then, then maybe but I don't know I, just, I, I 
I don't know why, but the more I hear about that project, the more I go, where um, maybe it's just because I'm more astute and aware of, A, what Mike Tyson got up to when he wasn't being a boxer. And also on top of that, I've had a lot of people, like everyone knows in this podcast, I stand for Bohemian Rhapsody. I really enjoyed it as a film. But then the more I am being educated over, because I didn't, all I knew is that I loved the music of Queen and I went and saw that musical where I didn't actually know uh, the timings of stuff and everything else. And I think Hannah Flint, who's been on this podcast as well, um, put a tweet up the other day, which basically perfectly encapsulated it in a very sarcastic way. Oh, yeah, I saw t- that, t- yeah. 35 years ago since he saved Live Aid but told his band members just before he had AIDS, which was absolutely not true. Like he, long timeline, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's when it's yeah. like a, mm, yeah. Yeah, and it's also like who you choose to be the villain in a piece that no longer has a voice. Because obviously, again, I'm not saying the manager wasn't problematic, but you make him a villain of a piece and immediately you remove all blame from everyone else. And you're kind of like, people aren't like that. So again, it's yeah, not yeah. a film, but you have it's kind of needs to be seen in the, Maybe everybody should just sit and watch things in kind of, you know, in that lens, but we just know people don't do it. We shall wait and see. We might. Very. And there's enough, there's enough um, true story slash um, buy bits coming up that will also probably <laughs> raise the same questions. Um, <laughs> we've just gone to the extreme with Mike Tyson. Very true. Very true. Anyway, Joanne, on that note, let's call it. It's an hour already. Uh, absolutely love checking in with you. Once again, thank you for everyone for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Please click on the like, follow, subscribe, whatever button it is that you get more content from Talk Film with me. Joanne, how can people find you? Um, on Twitter, it's just my name, Joanne uh, Rowney. Um, you'll see me by looking weird with shades on because I realise there's another Joanne Rowney the other day. Who knew? Um, and also I have a Facebook page, which is again, just my name. Um, and basically you'll just get a lot of Disney. There's also the Disney Disorder um, page, which randomly started ranking for loads of random fact stuff. So if you like Disney facts, then go and look at that. The SEO game's strong. Yeah, it's part of my job. <laughs> <laughs> right, cool. Well, anyway, till next time, stay filmy. <laughs>